0: Hello and welcome to The Wednesday Word. My name is Anne Hardy and I'm the Outreach Director for Desert Spring. It is my pleasure to host our podcast for today. This is a roundtable podcast produced by Desert Spring United Methodist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Our goal is to discuss our weekly Wednesday devotional with our guests in the hope of refreshing our spirits while learning more about the faith journey of our guests. The devotionals we discuss are related to Sunday's sermon in some way. They could expand on the theme or have a point of view twist, but they will always be related to Sunday's sermon. If you missed Sunday's sermon and you'd like to check that out, go to Desert Springs website, DesertSpringChurch.com. It is my pleasure to welcome today's guests. We are joined by Sean Hughes. Hello. And Chris Devereaux. Hello. Let's begin by reading today's devotional. So our scripture for today is Luke chapter 1, verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Our devotional today is about Mary. And um, we're going to talk a little bit later about the Mary's prayer called the Magnificat. But I thought it might be a nice intro to read that um, now as well. So this is uh, Luke 1, starting at chapter 46. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Amen. So uh, today's scripture, uh, For Nothing Will Be Impossible with God, are words spoken by the angel Gabriel when he was speaking with Mary. The angel informed Mary that she was favored by God and would give birth to a son. Mary asked how this would be possible, and the angel told her it would be a miracle. That God would make it happen. The angel went on to say that Mary's cousin, who was barren, was now pregnant. That is when the angel said, For nothing will be impossible with God. Mary's story is a powerful story. Though just a young girl, she was known by God to be of such purity of heart that she could be the mother of Jesus. The experience must have been overwhelming, seeing an angel, hearing she would miraculously become pregnant, and that the child would be son of the Most High. It's overwhelming. Yet Mary's response was simple and faithful. Let it be as you have said. It's not hard to see what God saw in Mary. She was willing to participate in a miracle. She seemed to understand that what was impossible for human beings was not impossible for God. Nothing will be impossible for God. There is more to Mary's story. After hearing from the angel, she traveled to see her cousin Elizabeth. She prayed the beautiful prayer that we just read called the Magnificat. Later, as the due date drew near, she traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem where she gave birth outside among barnyard animals. As you think about her story, what impresses you most about her? Is there a part of her story that is a favorite of yours? And what is it about her story that speaks to you? So these, are, these are great questions about Mary. Let's, um, let's kick it off. What, what impresses you, Sean, about Mary?
1: Well, I, I really like the fact that she doesn't hesitate she just jumps right into it. She doesn't say no. She doesn't run away um, like Jonah. She she just jumps yeah. right into it.
0: Yeah. Moses said no. I mean, everybody says no, right?
1: Right. Everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: It seems like all the pastors I know say no when they're called, and everybody runs. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that.
2: We must be uh, one of the same mind. You were thinking the same. Jonah thing? was the immediate first one. I was like, Jonah said no and ran away. Yeah. And Multiple his was so times. small compared to. Marries just the fact that she didn't say no.
0: <laughs> well, she could have died. Yeah, I mean, she could have been stoned to death. She mm-hmm. could have lost her family. She could have been ostracized. She could—I mean—all of these things that could have happened, and all she says, the, her only question is, "Well, how's that going to happen?" You know, it was like not that you're going to give birth to the Most High God. His kingdom will have no end. It wasn't any of that. It was huh? Yeah.
1: She said, here I am.
0: Yeah, exactly. Here Here I I am. am. Which also reminds me of, number one, the hymn we sing, Mm -hmm. Here I Am, which is one of my favorites. Absolutely. And also the story of Samuel being called by God when he was working in the temple when he was a little boy. And he thought that Eli, I think his name was Eli, was calling him and he's and he runs over to him and here here I am, and he called him three times and Eli's like I'm not calling this kid somebody else is and knew it was God that was calling him, and so Samuel's, and he was a little kid too. Maybe it has something to do with being yeah. <laughs> young enough to say yes right away.
2: Right. <laughs> Be like the child of God.
0: Yeah, it's like okay, 14. Maybe it's easier to say yes than it is at 30.
1: Hmm. Did she have an option to say no?
0: Well, and that's a that's a good question. Did Mary choose to be Mary?
2: Yeah. I think that's interesting too though because it's she just says yes. Yeah. You know, or at least that's what they that's what it supplies to us. Right. Is that she just said yes. And so it's almost as if the least you can do is say yes and also the most you could do, right? Say yes. If that makes sense. Maybe I'm <laughs>
0: no, no, you know I, what can, I mean, though? No, yeah, it's like in the
2: least of what you do, can be the most important.
0: Right, right, and I think, I think obedience mm. has a play here as well. Yeah, because the first time that you know I was called to be a leader at this church, the first thing I said was no.
2: Yeah,
0: and I and I feel like. There, there's something – maybe it was a false humbleness mm. because I was like, I can't do that. Are you crazy? How how am I going to lead a group of people that all know more than I do? Right. Um,
2: yeah, easy thing to think.
0: Yeah. And, and so it was like, no, I can't do that. No. But maybe that's false humility. Maybe you need to think God's calling me to do this. God will equip me to do this. And he did. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's a good point.
0: So maybe, yes, here's your servant. Here I am. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is both the least and the best?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it, it just illustrates that even just saying yes can be as important as Mary saying yes.
1: Yeah. You know, my favorite part of the story is that, you know, I think Pastor spoke about it last Sunday, is she's such an unlikely person. To be given this responsibility, Mm -hmm. right? Like this young girl from the middle of nowhere literally changed the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it just shows that, you know, God can use anybody to accomplish what he wants.
2: Yeah.
0: Of course, part of her story is the proclamation, nothing is impossible for God. This proclamation is central to the Christmas story as well to our faith. So let's spend a few minutes reflecting upon the words, nothing is impossible for God. What does that mean to you? Has there been a time in your life when you experienced this truth, nothing is impossible for God? What do those words mean to you as you look forward to Christmas? Hmm.
2: They always give me hope. I think around this time of year, hope is um, kind of an integral part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's abundant. Hope,
2: hope for the future, hope for people, hope for, you know, relationships uh, that might have been broken that can mend or heal. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, especially as we gather as families and there's some tension for a lot of families in the in that process. Um, you know, hope that that this year will be different or mm-hmm. that we'll make some different connections this year. Um I was reflecting on this question in preparation for our podcast, and it it occurs to me that the statement "nothing is impossible for God" doesn't mean that God's call in our life is going to be easy. Um, God calls us nothing's impossible for God, but Mary was we call her blessed. But this was incredibly difficult thing that God called her to do, you know, to have this child and to raise him and to ultimately stand at the foot of the cross, watching him die. Right. Mm-hmm. So nothing's impossible for God, and God uses humble people. But there's nothing easy about that. Um, at the same time. We can rest, knowing that nothing is impossible for God. So our calls aren't easy, and but but there's reassurance in that statement too. What do you think? What do you think, Sean?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, nothing's impossible for God. But. (laughs) But. Yeah, but. Maybe for you and me, it's impossible. Well, sure. Uh, For Mary, though, you know, obviously God was there with her the whole time, right? And we talked about, like, all the things that could happen to her, like, Mm -hmm. you know, from being stoned to just giving childbirth in those, that era was really, really risky. Right. So God was there. God made sure all these things didn't happen. We don't hear about that in the scriptures, but he was there with her the whole time. Right. You know.
0: And, And even before, because... This was God's plan all the I mean, you look at the genealogy of Jesus. This was God's plan all the way back to the beginning. So, you know, it's just in the fullness of time, God brings it around and nothing is impossible, you know. And, and I also think that that Christmas reminds me of Easter. So I can be hopeful and joyful that while Christmas is self a celebration of the birth of Jesus. I know that the coming of Easter is an even bigger celebration for me as a Christian. Um, so I, nothing is impossible for God, leading us to that Easter mm-hmm. morning. So it's important to remember that the angel said nothing is impossible for God at a time when Mary was being asked to do something seemingly impossible. I'm reminded of Paul's words. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. What do those words mean to you? Think about it. Has there been a time in your life when you lived those words? We can do all things through Christ. Um, When I was... uh, called to be a leader in the church. I did not have a computer. And I remember reflecting on this and thinking, I, I don't know how to do this without a computer. It's too much admin to do without an email. I'd have to have a computer to do this. And we didn't have the money. The kids were little. I would stay at home. We didn't have the money for me to buy a computer. I completely stepped out in faith and bought a computer before the bill came we got a check in the amount that the computer cost within a dime it was one dime over what i paid for that
2: computer that's amazing
0: and it's so and i think um i think that was a real testimony for alex you know for um you know he's trying to 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 raise you know raise kids and provide for his wife and pay all the bills and all of that stuff. And here it is, you know. And God was really helping us, not only me, to become a leader, but to for Alex to know that God was providing for us financially, Yeah, directly.
1: So, so you've been a leader in the church for a while, as long as I've been coming here. Yeah. It's a long time. And so have you found throughout that time that you've had moments of... Maybe self-doubt. Oh, sure. And and times where you're like, I don't know if I can continue. Absolutely. But Absolutely. you did.
0: Yeah. Because, because my service with Desert Spring is a call. Yeah. And so I can't release myself from that call. It wasn't my idea to start with. So when I'm done serving at Desert Spring, and I have been many times over the... How long has it been? Now, yeah, right? twenty. Yeah, twenty something years. When I think to myself, I can't. I I can't do this anymore. I pray to God and I say, God, what is Your will? If I'm supposed to stay at Desert Spring, you need to make that path for me. If I'm supposed to go somewhere else, you need to make that path for me. Yeah. And there were there were times before Pastor David came. When I prayed to God, please release me from this call, please, please. I was asking, and and the fact that that release did not come, I'm so thankful for. You know, at the time it was like I can't do this, it, but but now looking back, I can see that there was purpose yeah. for that release to not to not be given.
1: And going back to what you just read, what St. What Paul, uh, Paul said is he's, he provided strength for you. Mm-hmm. He gave you what you needed.
0: You mm-hmm.
1: threw your yeah. hands up and said, here I am. And
0: Right, right.
1: He showed you the way.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a great testimony. Mm,
0: thank you. Thanks. All right. Uh, one last thought. Mary responded to the angel Gabriel by saying, let it be as you have said. These are words each of us could say to God? Has there been a time for you? What happened? Well, I think talking to three leaders in the church, I think we've all said yes to God at some point, right? So so what about you, Sean? When did you say yes?
1: So, you know, I, I talk a lot about the small group that I lead, um, and, and we'll be doing it for six years now, and there are times I definitely wanted to walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, my life would be so much easier to not have that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's something inside that just says, do, do it, go forward. Um, And it's hard, you know, because, you know, we all got, you know, jobs and then we got family and we got all these other things, but, you know, something like that takes up so much time Mm -hmm. and it's so hard. You know to keep something like that going, but mm-hmm. God provides the strength. God provides mm-hmm. the way,
0: and and the participants as well,
1: and the people. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't
0: think um, I don't think your group is coincidental. No, I, I think people were called to that group, yeah, as well as you were called to be the leader. Yeah, and the fact that you host it in your home to me is it is a big deal because, I mean, I know what my house looks like, you know, and I'm not sure I'd want to have everybody in there, you know, all the time, but, you know.
1: You know, we choose to do it in, in homes because it creates a more comfortable environment. It does. It creates an environment where people just feel more comfortable mm-hmm. to really just talk about their questions or what they're mm-hmm. feeling or, or the scripture we're reading. Um, so it really helps the group atmosphere. Mhm yeah
0: I agree, I agree, yeah, and it's it's your your friends
1: you
0: they've know? become They're great friends, right, yeah, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. God bless you, Pastor Dave is how he winds up his devotional. well, thank you so much for listening and for spending your time with us. We pray that this time has blessed you and refreshed you on your faith journey. I'd like to thank our guest, Sean Hughes and Christopher J. Dodge-Devereaux for sharing part of their faith stories and thoughts with us. If you're watching the video of this podcast, please know that our audio podcast is available to you through SoundCloud, through Apple Podcasts, and through Spotify. You can find the devotional in text format along with links to everything else on their website, desertspringchurch.com. So why don't we say a quick prayer in closing? Loving God, thank you for, for Mary, for the example of a humble and graceful heart um, when sometimes those examples are not around us personally. We appreciate her story and her willingness to give her life to you and to your purposes. Thank you for Sean and for Chris and for their leadership in our church. We appreciate everything they do and their willingness to uh, be guests on the podcast today. Please bless this word as it goes out to our listeners. Bless them in whatever they're doing this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.